The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org. I'm here, Boston. Again, I'm your, your host, Larry Higginbottom, and you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name of the program is From the Trenches. Observation from the Trenches. From the Trenches. From the Trenches. Well, speak about what I'm seeing out here and also put out in the atmosphere my thoughts and my belief. Again, disparaging nobody against anybody. Got no extra grind against nobody. Putting out my belief, my, my perception. You might agree with it, you might not. You might share some of my thoughts, might not. But it's out there in the atmosphere. It's a different perspective. Well, it's kind of cold here in Boston this evening. Kind of snowed a little bit this morning, but now I'm kind of clear it up. Hope you are enjoying yourself. Hope you're home with your feet up with a nice uh, cup of hot tea, relaxing. Today I want to speak about something that, uh, that's somewhat problematic, I think, in America that I've been seeing. And my topic today is our freedom of free, our freedom of speech is being weaponized against us. Our freedom of speech is being weaponized against us. That's right. That's what I believe. Our freedom of free speech is being weaponized against us. Since October 7th, that tragedy, anything and everybody who does not affirm or condone or give thumbs down to Hamas or the Palestinian, you stand a good chance of being reprimanded, you stand a good chance of maybe losing your job, your contract, whatever. I find that problematic. That freedom of speech, which is constitutionally our right to be able to speak freely, is being weaponized against the collective by a small population. I think the Jewish community is about, what, 5% of the population in this country? But 5% of the population is holding the other 95% hostage because why, if you say anything that is different or goes contrary to their narrative, you either anti-Semitism or you are hating Jews or you are against Israel. Well, I find that erroneous and I find that deceitful and I find it, you know, disingenuous. In the nine work that I'm in, in mental health, for the last 22 years, I work around many people, many of them Jewish friends. And again, I can disagree with them and not be a Jew, a Jew, a Jew, a Jew hater or anti-Semitism or anti-Semitic or anti-anything. I just don't share your belief. You look at the last seven, eight weeks, we've been able to see firsthand the genocide that's taking place over there in Palestine. It's genocide. There's no war. You don't see the Palestinians with no, with no uh, army. You don't see them with no tanks or no planes, or no jet planes, no uh, guided missiles. You don't see them with that. You don't see it at all. You see a total destruction of Gaza and where they live. 
And in America, all we've seen by, from the white control media is the consequences of the treatment of the Palestinian people. We never see what led up to that. And as I've taken the time to read on my own, thank God for that, read on my own, and notice how this thing got started, right? You don't, you don't need to be a scholar in Jewish history to know that the grave wrong was done when the United States and the UN, along with Britain, decided it was okay to partition Palestine and give the Jewish community, coming from Europe, right, these white Jews, Europeans, 55% of Palestinian people of their land. Gave them 55% of those folks' land. That's when this whole mess started. And as I come into heightened awareness, for the first time in my life, I actually read books on this here. Thank God, thank, thank for a classmate of mine, the Simmons School of Social Work, referred it to me, and I read for myself. And I've just been flabbergasted what I didn't know. Like many of you, I have totally bought hook, line, and thinker that Israel and the Jewish community was, was, was the victim. Just trying to survive. Here you got these big, bad, Arab, Muslim terrorists threatening their way of life, threatening them. With the reading for myself, I see that was not the case. Never was, never will be. In fact, their survival has never been questioned. You can go back to 1948. Because why? They had the weapons and the backing and the training of the West. The Palestinians never had that. They never had a militia. A, uh, militia. The Zionist Jews had the training and the weapons. That's why they were able to take the land from the Palestinians in 1948. Over 700,000 Pal Palestinians was displaced, and they've been displaced since 1948. Although the UN say in Section 242 you can't keep land taken by, by war, Israel has denied international law. So as I read, coming to my own conclusion, thank God for that, I can say without no reservation that the terrorists here was the Israelis, the Jewish community. Britain should have never dropped these folks off over there, number one. And number two, they knew that they would be doing to the Palestinians, what the Germans did to them, taking their homes, taking their businesses over. So you tell me who's the terrorist here. And for folks who have the courage to say that, also now our freedom of speech has been deemed, right, anti-Semitic or with Jew-hating, which means that you can either be sanctioned, right, lose your contract or be threatened with financial ruin. That's problematic in a society based on democracy and free speech. I can say, the Jewish community is about 5% of the population, but the 5% of the population is holding the other, other, other 95% hostage. Folks are terrified to speak their mind. And you see it in our Congress. They're like what I call a bunch of, ch uh, just like, you know, about the uh, trained animals. All you hear we stand with Israel no matter what. No matter what, we stand with them. And I found out the reason why, because the Israeli lobby, which of all the lobbyists, is the only one that lobbies for a foreign country. And it's mostly comprised of Jewish American, that's true, 
but you're lobbying to extract concessions out of America for a foreign, for a foreign, for a foreign country. That I find just fascinating. And does nobody find anything wrong with that? And when I read on my own and saw some of the things that they've been able to extract from America for Israel, it's just unbelievable. That in the last 75 years, we'll give this one country, darn near well, $280 billion. You count the $14 billion that they get now, it might be approaching about $300 billion. And that doesn't count the private donation they get. The private donation they, they receive. And so from my reading, this country does not need American taxpayers of subsidies at all. The weapons that you're seeing right now that are destroying guns and everything over there, right? Those are our weapons. Those are our weapons. Those are our rockets, our missiles, our bombs. So again, what war? I ask you, what war? There's no war over there. It's genocide. And we're seeing firsthand as a people, as a country, how the European came into power through imperialism and colonizing people. Through what? Weapons of mass destruction. We're seeing firsthand how America was taken, how the Caribbean was taken, how all these countries was taken through imperialism by what? Weapons of mass destruction. We see them firsthand. So again, when people have the nerve or the courage to speak out, because they see over there in Palestine, all right, all of a sudden now, they can be reprimanded, terminated, okay, or sanctioned. And I think it's time for the 95% of the country to say, hell no, we ain't going for that. No one is not above being critiqued no one is not above being corrected. Neither are the Jewish community or Israel. She's wrong, period. She came into existence wrong. How would anybody allow somebody to come back 1,500, 2,000 years later and say, oh, by the way, partner, we are God's chosen people. Okay, this is, this is our ancestral land. And the United Nations has said, through its decree, that we now get 55% of this land. I know you're there. You got mosques there, you know. You got, you know, villages there, schools, whole nine jobs, infrastructure. But we're coming to take it. So either you're going to move peacefully or we're going to take it by force. They took it by force. They took it by force. And there has been nothing but bloodshed since God's chosen people got back to Palestine. I'll say it again. There's been nothing but bloodshed since the God-chosen people got back to, got back to Palestine. Another thing I, th I find also interesting, that in America, when black Americans, right, show the country by research and data that the government allowed us to be ostracized and locked out of wealth or being able to participate in the wealth of the country and that there is a debt owed, reparation is needed, to compensate for the seer wrong against our community would amount to what I call crime against humanity. We are told, under no certain term, under no certain, under no uncertain term, you're trying to play the race card, or why are you playing the victim? Why are you playing the victim? Victim, victim. 
But our counterpart, the Jewish community, acted as though America is responsible for the Holocaust. That happened 80 years ago, 80 years ago in Germany. And Germany, rightfully so, took ownership, been paying the, the survivors, the six million who, who, who was murdered, slaughtered, whatever you want to call it, paying the survivors, right, reparation for the last 50, 60 years, rightfully so. And matter of fact, do your own research, that they're going to be paying this, the, 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 the survivors $1.4 billion in 24. No problem with that. But you tell black Americans, all right, who was also subjected to the Holocaust in this country by our government, the sanction racial hatred, sanction crime against humanity, crime against humanity, against our community, that no, 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 y'all playing the victim. But not one of these same white supremacists will tell the, the Israelis or, or, the, or, or the Jewish community that you're playing the victim card. Because why? It didn't happen in America. The Holocaust did not happen in America or in Palestine. It happened in Europe. In Europe. And the fact that you have faced persecution for hundreds of years, well, okay, America didn't do that. Palestinians did not do that. But you want everybody to feel sympathetic to something that happened 80 years ago or 1,000 years ago to you. That, to me, is playing the victim, but none of these white politicians or black or Hispanics or Asians will stay there. We stand with her 100%. 100%. No. She's playing the victim. Playing the victim. And we see that, we come to understand that, that the Palestinians, like black Americans, we have been responding to white racism in America. We've been responding to it by having these so-called, you know, eruptions, like, you know, burning down buildings, race riot, you know, uh, rioting, stuff like that. That's responding to oppression. Well, when you see the things that the Palestinians going through, right, when they finally, you know, respond, it makes the news. It makes world news here in America. But we never see what the Jews have been doing to them the whole time, treating them. We don't see the fact that the Jewish community got their knee on their neck. We don't see that. And the question is, why is that? The question should be asked, who owns the media? Who owns these platforms? That we can only see certain things and always show the Jewish community or, the, or like the, the Israeli in a victimized state. But never shows us, Americans, right, what they have been doing to draw the contempt and disdain from the Palestinians. I learned also from my reading that Hamas was voted in through a democratic, democratic process by the Palestinian people. And matter of fact, our president, Jimmy Carter, and the Carter Center oversaw that process. So Hamas is not just some Johnny-come-lately. They've been on the scene. They've been on the scene in the so-called political process over there. But here's the, here's the rub. We don't know what the Jewish community was doing to them that caused them to finally respond. We don't see that. That's why I say we as a people have been used, 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 used. We see one side. And our so-called politicians who bought, 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 bought. When they go to, go to Israel, right, they don't go to talk to the Palestinian people or Hamas or PLO. Say, okay, hey, hey, what's up here? 
we've heard for the last 75 years from the Israeli. We know, we know that, we know their position. We know where they, we know where they stand. We know where they stand. We need to hear from you. What's going on here? We don't go talk to them or the pastor and the people. Hear from them what's going on, from their project, from their worldview, or to see their treatment, how they're being treated as subhumans with no rights, no freedom, no economy, no nothing. We don't see that. All we see is when a segment of their population lashes out. And it's an outcry. People like, like, you know, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders on C-SPAN. Oh, they are barbaric. Oh, they should be killed. Oh, they're horrible. But he never tells us what triggered this here. What triggered this here response? It's always we're taking the words of the Israelis. Come on now. Come on. And so we're down this rabbit hole, and there's no way out for us. Because now all of America is seeing the hypocrisy of the Israel government and its people. It's seeing the hypocrisy of our own leaders. Because when they go to Israel, right, they don't go to meet with the Palestinian people. No, 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 they don't do that. Or even uh, Hamas or whatever group. You know, Hezbollah, they don't go meet with them. They take face value, right, with the Jewish community saying. And that's why our foreign policy over there in the Middle East is garbage. Because all the Arabs in, in the Muslim know, right, is biased and is racist. They already know that we favor Israel no matter what. But that's 75 years, and I keep saying, my belief comes to your conclusion. Everything I've read, the authors, the authors also come to the same conclusion. Israel has nothing substantial that America needs. Nothing. No oil, no minerals, no land, nothing we need for our survival comes from that, from, from that country. Nothing, 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 nothing. And so why would a country like America, right, hitch its wagon to a people or a cause that, number one, was illegal, what they did, Placed the Jews over there, 1948, after the white man's newly formed UN sanctioned and petitioned Palestine was wrong. Period. Period. Why would a country like America hitch his wagon to a people that offers them nothing? Nothing. Not, nothing strategic. Nothing. I say, besides the so called, you know, they're God's children people, because they're white. They're white Europeans who happen to be Jewish. There's no other reason, because they're white. You place them over there amongst all these Arabs who dark, who dark skin complexion, brown skin people, got funny names, funny, funny religion, okay, dressed funny, you know. Surely, surely we must provide these European white Jews protection. We must do that. And then you kick in this here, you know that God's chosen people, don't you? You know that, don't you? Well, they might have left looking like you, but they come back like snow bunnies, but it's okay. They're the chosen people, don't you? We got to do something. No other group would America give a blank check to. No other group. And we get nothing, we get nothing out of the deal. And on top of that, now we're having our freedom of speech infringed upon. So 5% of the population 
got the other 95% held hostage. And these so-called anti-hate bills, you might as well call them the anti-Jews bill. Because everything about anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism, on the ride. Well, I don't want to see anybody be victimized or hurt behind any kind of racial uh, uh, prejudice or violence. But they never say on the 6 o'clock news, 11 p.m. news, that you got Arabs being murdered and victimized. Don't say that now. Mm-mm. Everything now, there's a rise in anti-Semitism because the pro-Israel forces, the pro-Israel forces, right, have indoctrinated and groomed white America. If you don't stand with us, right, you will be out of a job. You will be out on your ears. So the question got to be asked, who own these platforms? That these people, small in number, but mighty in wealth, controls all these platforms that the majority is held hostage and you can't exercise your freedom of speech. Or is you going to be called what? A Jew hater? Or, no, anti-Semitism? Anti-Semitic? No, I just don't agree with you. In my field, mental health, I walk around love nothing but a, a diverse group of people. Jews, you know, Gentiles, Christians, whole nine yards. Because I don't share your belief does not mean I got anything I call animosity towards you. Nothing. I'm not against you. I just don't believe what you're saying. That's my right under, under the white man's constitution, supposedly. But when it comes to this community, the constitution, the constitution right, is being trampled upon. Being trampled, trampled upon. You don't have no protection to speak freely without being infringed upon. What's wrong with that picture? Come on now. And I also took the liberty to look up the definition of anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is a noun. Anti-Semitism is a noun. And it means hostility or prejudice against the Jewish people. Again, anti-Semitism is a noun. It means to be hostile or to be prejudiced against the Jewish people. Because I don't agree with you, don't mean I'm hostile against you. Because I don't agree with Israel, don't mean I'm hostile towards her. I don't agree with her. <clears throat> I think, and now I know from reading on my own, that she is a terrorist state. She came into existence terrorizing people, murdering people, displacing people. All those Jewish towns over there, those names, were once Arabic names or Palestinian towns. Well, that's genocide. Some would call it ethnic cleansing. Ethnic cleansing. That is what it is. That means I'm against you. It's what you did. Just like the, like, the, like the German had to take ownership for what they did. German had to take ownership for what they're doing. Well, Israel must take ownership for, ownership for, what, for, what, for, 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 for what it's doing. It's no different. The same thing the German did to the Jews over there. The Jews are not doing what the Palestinians. Under the disguise of, we must destroy Hamas. Hamas are Palestinians. Come on now. How's that working? And the Palestinian people praise Hamas. But why? At least they're fighting back on their behalf, trying to get the Jewish people knee, or the Israeli knee, off of their neck. How's that working? 
I've been saying, and I'll keep saying, this thing was doomed in 1947 when the white man's UN, newly formed, decided to petition Palestine that Britain control, because they had colonized Palestine, and decided to give the Jewish community, coming from Europe, 55% of that land. Took a pen, just drew a line. That's yours, that's dead. Knowing darn well, there was 100,000 people on those towns within those, you know, boundaries were what? People. People. So you tell me who the terrorist. If somebody did it to you or me, I'd be fighting to get back what's mine. I knew I would. That's something that Bernie Sanders cannot say. They never speak about how this thing got started. None of them. Because they're cowards. Tell me, well, we're telling uh, the Israelis, be careful. You know, try to minimize civilian casualty. casualty. Now, we stupid. Do folks think we're stupid? Come on now. We should have learned from Iraq when over a couple million people was murdered. Why? You're fighting inside these cities. There's no minimizing casualties with these rockets, these tanks. Come on now. Now, do you think for one moment that the Palestinians are ever going to forget about this here, this massacre? I don't think so. You think for one moment ever going to be peace? I don't think so. Ain't been peace in 75 years. Because why? The, Israel, the Israelis have taken these folks' stuff. And now in America, they want to be squashed, be quiet, because if you say anything about it, right, you anti-Semitic, anti-Semitism. Oh, you're a Jew hater. No, 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 no. We're not falling for the okie-doke no more. We're not falling for the okie-doke. I ain't hating on you. You're doing it wrong. And what I love about my reading on my own, you don't need to be a Jewish scholar in Jewish history to know right from wrong. What occurred in Palestine in 1947 which gave Israel the right to take those folks' land by force was wrong. It's as simple as that. As simple as that. And you can't write that wrong now. It's like in America. They all tell me, we're a nation of immigrants. No, we stole the land. We stole the land. We, ne we leave out the most important part. We took this land by force. I mean, not me. White folks did. The Europeans took this land by genocide. So millions and millions and millions of Native Americans were exterminated. And what's left of them is overthrown in Oklahoma on reservation. So to compensate them, every year in the federal government, in the, in the federal budget, Native Americans are allocated billions of dollars, billions of dollars they get, billions of dollars, as a form of, as a form of, of reparation. Got a problem with that? But the group that you brought here by force who created the wealth that America sits on, the black back bodies of black Americans, I'll say it again for folks in the back, the wealth of America was generated off the, off, off the black back bodies of black Americans, we get nothing. We're told you're trying to play the race card. You're, being, you're playing the victim card. Well, I beg to differ. What occurred to us was sanctioned and condoned by laws by our government, by the federal government. If any group, if any group 
were under apartheid. Any group was under holy cause. It, it was American blacks. That's what we have been dealing with for 40, 47 years. We gave this country, because of those laws, those racial laws, 350 years of free labor. You would be amazed what you can do and build with free labor for 350 years. It's why America came out superpower so fast, because why? Free wealth, baby. You'd be amazed what you can do with free wealth, what you can do, what you can do. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, listen to WB, WBCA 102.9 FM. Name my program from the trenches. Observation, observation, trenches from the trenches. When I speak about things I see, here to offend no one. Got no extra grind because nobody, nobody want to put out different put out different message in the atmosphere, different message in the atmosphere. You might agree, you might not. It's okay. But one thing we cannot afford, we cannot afford our freedom of speech to be to be weaponized against us. And I contend the last seven, eight weeks, our freedom of speech is being weaponized against the majority. Anyone that does not agree or speak adversely against Israel or the treatment of Palestinians are subject to consequences under the name of hate speech. No, it's just a cover, a cover to keep us silent. Everything now is hate speech. No, I don't agree with that. I don't know about that. Both disagree with you. You disagree, disagree. Have it right on their United States Constitution to disagree and not be penalized or not be put in harm's way. And lately, in the last eight weeks, we have seen firsthand a small portion of the population, 5% of the population, Jewish community, holds the other 95% hostage because why do you see anything contrary to what they want you to hear, what they want to hear, you will be deemed a Jew hater or anti-Semitism or anti-Israel. And I also understand that there's a website where they can put your picture on it. If you're a college student who's been protesting, or if you're a professor who's been protesting, or if you're a company, there's a website where they put your picture on the website. I guess they, I guess they, I assume they are pro-Israel, all right. And companies can look at that at, at that website and decide whether or not they want to have, whether or not, whether or not decide if they want to hire you or not. Well. To me, that's definitely problematic. It's not okay. It's not okay. And so we need to understand we must, A, demand the right to speak freely without any repercussion. It's our right under the Constitution. And no one can abridge that or take it from us. So again, I'm your host, Larry, Larry Higginbottom. Listen to WBC 102.9 FM from the trenches, baby. From the trenches, observation, trenches, observation. I'm going to take a break. I'll be back in a minute to consume my dialogue. Don't go anywhere. I shall return. People won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you. But it is an ad to make you think twice. 
Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll-free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Is this tree good for climbing? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. You hear that? This is my Boston accent. This is my Boston accent. Dad is. Shh. This is my Boston accent. This is our Boston accent. Hear it for yourself, discover your own. This is Boston, and we are all inclusive. I'm back again. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. In the program from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches, from the trenches, from the trenches. You listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. You listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. My topic today is. Our freedom of speech is being weaponized against us. Our freedom of speech is being weaponized against us. Since the tragedy occurred October 7th, whether on college campuses, in the street protesting, these individuals who have the right to do that are being, A, losing right for free speech. They might be subjected to losing employment, losing contracts. And I also understand there's a website where folks, where, where these, I guess it's pro-Israel uh, uh, pro, uh, uh, group, take pictures of people, be college students on campuses, professors, companies, and put these people's profile on this website where you can be seen by prospective, I guess, employers or vendors or whatever, that you are, you know, anti-Israel and pro-Palestine, that you might end up, you know, either not getting that job coming out of grad school or not getting, not getting that promotion, or you might even be terminated. I find that disgusting and also problematic. The 5% of the population, I think, I think the, Jewish, the Jewish community here is about 5% in, in America, holds the other 95% hostage. You see it every day in Congress. 
In D.C., we have 535 people down there elected. 100 of, 100 of those are senators, and 435 are congresspeople. Back in October, we took a vote, when it took a vote for a ceasefire. Only 10, hear me now, 10 out of 435 congresspeople voted for a ceasefire. Only 10. In the U.S. Senate, only one, Senator, Senator Durkin, voted for a ceasefire. So out of 535 people down there, only 11, all right, there's 10 communist people and one senator, had the human decency to say this is slaughter, this is genocide. Everybody else, because of the power and the influence of the pro-Israeli lobby, everybody else had, 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 had thumbs up. Including, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this here? Every person elected from state of Massachusetts, be it in the Congress or Senate, all voted for the continued genocide of the Palestinian people. That's right. Not one representative from Massachusetts voted for a ceasefire. Not one. Not Ms. Presley. Not Liz Warren. Not Lynch, none of them. Not one. And and the reason being, the power of the lobby of donating money to these candidates is so powerful that if they dare, dare go against anything that's been proposed for Israel, they know that the lobby's going to spend millions of dollars trying to get them unseated. Or if they're trying to run, to prevent, to prevent them from being seated. That, to me, is problematic for a democracy. And by the way, from my own reading, it's a lie. She's not. It's not a democracy. She don't believe in inclusion, diversity, or, multi, or, multi, or multiculturalism. She doesn't. It's a Jewish state. It says that. It's a Jewish state for the Jews. Okay. It's racist, it's racist, it's racist on, on its own merit. But it tells you that. If you're not a Jewish member, right, you get no rights in Israel. The Palestinian average got no rights there. None whatsoever. They can't participate in nothing that the Jews control and own there. Nothing. So I hear these politicians, well, you know, she's the only democracy in that region of the country. She share our values, our belief, you know, Judeo-Christian. Huh? Are you kidding me? What juice are you drinking? What juice have we been drinking for the last 75 years? That's right, for the last 75 years, she's the only country that we've been a blank check to with no condition. No other country that we have given money to or grants to has been unconditional. Do what she want to do. You can say as an American taxpayer, we have built those settlements. We have built that country. So when you stand and say, no, I don't think you're right here. I think you're wrong what you're doing here. All of a sudden now, you lose your freedom, your freedom of speech to even speak out against, 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 against the behavior. No, we can't go for that. Nobody is above correction. Nobody is above correction. 
No country is above correction. So think about it. We can't critique America, the wealthiest, richest country in the world. Wealthiest, no doubt. Richest country in the world. Powerful, no doubt about it. And not be reprimanded or sanctioned. But if, you, if, we, if, we, but if we critique little Israel, all of a sudden now, you might lose your position, lose your promotion. You might be, you might be showing the dough, out the dough. Something wrong with that. So what it tells me is that this little tiny country where only 5% of the people in this country, I think, are Jewish, about 5% somewhere around there. You got the, got the other 90, 90, 90, you got the other 95%. What's wrong with that picture? Is that, is that democracy at work? I don't think so. And so I've yet to hear any of these white politicians who have, stood, who have, who have stood steadfast with Israel ever say she's crying the victim. And my belief she is. Because she's armed to the T, always has been to 1948. That's why in every contest she had, no matter with Syria, Egypt, Lebanon, you know, she always won. Why? She's been funded and trained by the most lethal killing machine in America, in the world, excuse me, America, America. Her existence was never, ever in jeopardy. Then nor now. This year, you know, oh, they're trying to exterminate her. They're trying to exterminate her, exterminate Israel. No, no, they couldn't have wanted to. To say something and be to do something is like night and day. The Israelis know that. They're not worried about Palestinians exterminating them or push them into the sea. Never have, never, they never have, never will be. But that is what I call the con to keep her hand in our pocket or to keep us being sympathetic to what amounts to a terrorist state. Right? A terrorist state. Came into existence as a terror. Terrorized means people taking their land by murder, by force, by genocide. It's what it is. That's true. That's fact. And why are these white people down in D.C. and they're all these states across the land on a stand with Israel is because they have been indoctrinated and bought by the lobby. That's right. They have had the chance, right, to sell the narrative last, last 50 years, 50 years. How many Arabic lobby do you hear about? How many Arabic lobby do you see in the state house lobbying for their position? How many Palestinian lobbies do you see? be it at the federal or state level or city, or, city, or, city, or city city level. None. None at all. So the Jewish community, because of the wealth they have, has been able to what? Co-opt the narrative to their benefit. So everybody has been brainwashed into thinking and believing that they are the victims. These Arabs are going to drive into the sea. Bloodthirsty Arabs. They're terrorists, terrorists. It's another way of what the de- dehumanizing people. Black American, that's what happened to us in America. We dehumanized. That's why anything and everything can be done with, done to us. Because why? We're not deemed or viewed as human beings. And the same playbook is being played out there in Israel. 
you hear, you see a politician up there, Bernie, during Bernie Sanders talking about, they're barbaric. They're beasts. They're horrible. But we love the Palestinian people. No, they're part of them. They're part of them. They're part of them. And this thing is not going to end peacefully because that's why. There's no, no option here. The Jews ain't leaving. Palestinians ain't leaving. You're going to always be fighting to get back what's theirs. I ain't got a problem with that. What I've come to realize in my awareness, I ain't saying what they did was right on October 7th, but I definitely understand it better now by doing my own reading. I understand it a lot better now by reading on my own and seeing how this thing got started. Yes, I do. And I'll say to anybody, this is never going to end well. Because you never should have placed you never should have placed the Jewish community there in Palestine. And Britain is just as guilty as the Jewish community. Because you were using anti-Semitism because you didn't want the Jews there. The home of their birth was were Europe. But you saw already get, you know, getting rid of them. And you already knew there's people already there, and it's two-state solution they did not want. They didn't want that. But true to form and white, and white supremacy, you never feel that people who are not white have any rights that you must respect. I'll say again for the folks in the back row. True to white supremacy, you never feel that anybody who don't look like you have any rights that you must respect. Because why? You're taking everything by force. By force. It's somewhat ironic. When I think about it, that all the European powers had cannons and musters and guns, etc. But the folks that they colonized and conquered did not. You notice that? Even today. Even today. All the places they colonized and conquered, right, didn't have weapons of mass destruction. They didn't have cannons, Gatling guns, six shooters. Didn't have that. All they had, all they had, what was numbers, numbers, and weapons will neutrify or nullify your numbers. Why? With a Gatling gun, it's gonna cut down a hundred people. So again, we see the same thing playing out there in the Middle East. You got about 35, 40 million Arabs over there, but guess what? They don't have the weapons. Nobody have killing weapons like America, baby. It's one thing we are good in we are good in America at. It's killing people and blowing things up. We're great at creating invention that can kill you a thousand ways a Sunday and blowing things up. You see in firsthand American technology at work over there in Gaza. You'll see in firsthand for the last 50 years, all these wars, the 67 war, 10-day war, you name it, every, every so-called so-called contest. Be it with uh, Egypt, Lebanon, you name it. You see American technology at work. So the Israelis never, the Israelis never, the Israelis never uh, jeopardized. They knew they can't, they can't do nothing. They can't do nothing with. They can't do nothing with us. Nothing with us, because we got the most sophisticated killing machine in the world, made by one of the most lethal mind in the world, and killing white America. We good at that. We are good at killing. We are good at killing people. And so. 
this thing is never going to end. Ain't going to end. Because if, 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 if it was your land or my land, you'd be fighting for as long as you could to get it back. And so the thing about a two-state solution, even after reading uh, President uh, Carter's essay on the subject, even he came, even he came to the conclusion the Israelis never wanted a two-state. They never wanted a two-state solution. What President Carter said, they never wanted a two-state solution. One thing Congressperson Ron Paul said, he's running for president sometime back, it's, it's so true. He said, and I quote, you know, we should allow the Israelis to stand on their own, let them stand on their own, and also face the consequences of their actions. And face the consequences of their action. You do something over there, you face, you face the consequences. You know? And America should get the heck out of the Middle East. We live for oil, buy oil, and leave them folks alone. We don't have no idea what we're doing, and all we've done is made things worse. If America had not sided with, with Israel, they might have worked out some by now. They might have came to some kind of livable conclusion where both can live somewhere in peace. But no, because we've been there, been the backer and supporter, that's why she's big and bad. She now is the bully on the block. She's the bully on the block. There's no country over there that has the arms that she need, need, need to be fearful of. So no, when they say about she's going to be extinct, no, they couldn't, they, they couldn't do what they wanted to. It's like black Americans saying to white, white Americans, I don't like you. I hate you. Okay, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Nothing. Why? Don't have the means to do that. Don't have the means to do that. The same applies over there in the Middle East. You might say these folks hate the Jews, which I doubt it. They hate your policy, how you have to be entreated. But they could not annihilate them if they wanted to. It's all rhetoric, rhetoric by the, the Israeli to keep our pocket open and to keep this here con going. That's all it is. Nothing but a con. The Palestinians could not exterminate, exterminate the Jews they wanted to. What was they there? No country over there had the means to exterminate the Jews. None. None of them. It's just a ploy. It's just a cover to keep this con going that her existence is in peril. Nope, nope, nope. Never was. Never, never was. Read for yourself. Never was. We're being conned and duped. But our freedom of speech is being, what, trampled on by a group of 5% of the population but got the other, other 95% held hostage that we cannot critique or speak freely unless A, anti-Semitism. Or Jew hater. No, I don't hate you. I've been around, I've been around too many Jewish brothers and sisters uh, for that, you know. No, no, no. I don't agree with you. Just don't agree with you. I think what you're doing is wrong. But again, it's my belief. You might differ, but it's my belief. So again, I'm your host, Larry, Larry Higginbottom. Name of the show from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches. Observation from the trenches. You've been, you've been listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm here every Wednesday from 6 o'clock to 7 p.m. Just putting out my thoughts. Again, I'm here just to disparage no one against nobody. I have no actually grind against nobody. Nobody. But I believe that to see a victim card need to cease. 
when it comes to Israel. She's been playing the thing too long, too, too long. It's time for Americans to understand we've been played like a cheap suit, baby, been played. And we don't get none of the deal. Our survival, our quality of life is not dependent on what goes on over there in, in Israel or the Middle East. There's nothing tangible that she has that we need. That's a fact. That's a fact. It is what it is. So hope you have enjoyed this, this conversation. Hope you uh, tune in next Wednesday at this time. I'll share some more thoughts on things I'm seeing out in the trenches. You know, I want you to be well, but also do your own reading. Remember, corporate media, right, primary function is to influence what you believe and what you think. I say again, corporate media, primary function is to believe, is to, is to influence what you and I believe and what we think. And this is a classic example since, uh, since October 7th that we've been inundated, inundated on how we should view this situation. But it never show you, right, how things proceeded. So attending to the next Sunday, I mean, next Wednesday, God bless you and take care. The preceding commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org.